Ethan's gonna intro this one because I, you guys know, I can't. <laughs> For over a decade, Taylor Swift has been pouring her heart out in her lyrics, yet has always had a semi-mysterious personal life. Time and time again, we have tried to decode her messages and figuring out what she's really talking about. However, singer, songwriter, country pop star has always left us wanting more, whether you love her or you hate her. For the next three weeks, Rachel and I will be covering the discography of Taylor Swift as well as what makes her career so important in the music industry. We started season one of Sound Culture talking about Kanye and his impact on the music industry, so we felt like it was only fitting to wrap up season one talking about Taylor Swift's influence. This week we're diving headfirst into the roots of Taylor, as well as her start in country music, as well as her return to country stardom. Before we even jump into T Swift, we need to talk about her daughter, Olivia <laughs> her Rodrigo. Daughter, Olivia Rodrigo, who just released her second single called Deja Vu, and it is a phenomenal, phenomenal follow up to Driver's License. So I burnt out Driver's License and loved it. It was great, but I know I'm gonna burn out this one. I almost like Deja Vu a little bit more than Driver's License. And she released it at the right time. Mm-hmm. We were all getting tired. Of, we were all getting tired of driver's license, and she showed up exactly at the right time. She swooped in like the hero she is. She's a little theater kid. And I, I can tell the cohesiveness between the two. Like I know it's gonna sit well on the album like together. Same themes. Yeah. Yeah. And like she... musically, like in the background, they like kind of sound similar a little bit. Which Spotify users, did you know that Apple Music shows albums before they come out? Yeah. Ethan was showing me his yeah. album before it's even the out. album, the album cover and what? like the track list. Yeah, Wait, I don't, so- I, I don't know if I can see the track list, but still, so it, well, it just says like track, track one, one, track, track, track two. two. That's so interesting. Track one, track two, track three is driver's license. Track four, track You're five. You're selling me. Boo. You're selling me on that. Yeah, so no, you see the whole kidding. thing. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> today we're talking about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, who, OG of OGs. Yeah, who has really been a huge influence on Olivia with Olivia's storytelling and songwriting and music video producing. And she's been an influence in so many people's lives. Yeah. Period. But sad thing about Taylor, I don't really like her. <laughs> um, she, there's two reasons, two big reasons. One, I don't think she's relatable. She's, I'm not blue eyed, blonde hair from Pennsylvania born into money like country living girl um i don't know i don't have a farmer's almanac i feel like she owns a farmer's almanac to know when the full moon is the harvest moon is when Um, she releases her next album yes um and i i yeah i just can't relate to her so yeah that's uh, and then number two kanye west yeah but we'll talk about later kanye and taylor are very similar in lots of ways. I agree. So, but yeah, those are the two reasons. I think Kanye West, 
well, Taylor just does a good job at playing the victim. And it's come come up a lot in her life when I don't always think that it's like other people doing things to her. Like she's not always the victim. Or mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes she's in the wrong. Well, let me say this. I think, like you just said, Taylor Swift made a good career start being the new blonde hair, blue eyed girl on the block, especially in country music dominated by a genre of old men. She made it something new, something all American for a genre that's all American. She made it like very, very true to, to what it is. Um, Taylor Swift got her start in 2006 with her first debut album called Taylor Swift. And we've been wanting to do a, a, a episode talking about the importance of self-titled. Yes, which we will eventually. Next season. Next season. But, um, so Taylor Swift started with uh, her Taylor Swift Taylor album. Swift. And I will say she has always been a phenomenal person at working the marketing side of things so her first single tim mcgraw obviously caught the attention of tim mcgraw like what a way into the industry Wow. I have no idea what Tim McGraw has done for music, <laughs> but I'm proud of Taylor for getting his attention. But no, I, I mean, I know the name, obviously, but I think, yeah, it's you're right. I mean, and there's, she knew too, and there's like a lot of videos of like Tim McGraw around that time being asked, like, do you know who Taylor Swift is? Have you like, listened yeah. to this song? And he's like, yeah, I really like this song. Like, That's funny. You know, he... he She's definitely more popular than he is. Oh, I mean, but she used his leverage point (laughs) to like leapfrog him into where her career would eventually end up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Great. And even more so. Yeah. I feel like Tim McGraw has just stayed in the country confines, but Taylor's obviously moved out of it. And then moved back and then moved out and then moved back Uh, and then moved out. Wild. So Taylor Swift got her start in 2006 with her debut. And then... uh, I mean, Can truthfully, I just don't want to. I just don't want to spend too much time on it. She got her start. She was originally um, in Pennsylvania. Her family's from Pennsylvania. They come from a lot of money, and um, they moved to Nashville when she was really young for Whoa. her to uh, have a career. And they just record demos and mm-hmm. they they go crazy on her, yeah. like um, promoting and like stuff like that. She gets signed. That's where Taylor Swift comes from. And um, then Fearless or no? Then we move into uh, Fearless. It's like also a very it. highly rated album. Yes. Oh. Does 8.2. 8.1. By Pitchfork? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is her second studio album. It was released in November 2008. 
Um, and this is where the Taylor Swift narrative came into contact. Mm. So we have singles of Love Story, White Horse, You Belong With Me, 15, Fearless. Um, love story, peak. It's a love story, Uh huh. So, love story peaked number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm, it also won video of the year. Which, for a country song to get on the Billboard Hot 100, I'm like, wow. we've never seen that since. Who is Taylor Swift? Like, I bet people are like, yes. yeah. So, this is where we see this narrative of Taylor Swift being the high school neighbor that you know and you relate with. But I didn't. That's why I was well, like, Well, eh. yeah. And I think she was the... There were a lot of memes, and I was in the meme world, and I love memes. So I think I was like, oh, yeah, like, Taylor's ha, a joke. Ha, ha. Like, yeah, she's just a joke. But I remember, like, for a lot of my friends around then, like, they... And I, I kind of was on the Haler... Taylor hate train at the beginning because I was like I don't like country mm-hmm. I was a big pop like pop 40 top 40 is my yeah. thing so the beginning of of country Taylor a lot of people you know living in small town Oklahoma really related to her okay uh, and that was their like identity cling like I'm I'm sitting in the football stands watching this football game and I'm just a nobody sixth grader and that 12th grader is a hottie and I wish I could be with it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and that was the narrative that Taylor Swift was aligning herself with. And she was with. good at it. And she Even was really said good. She never went to high school. Yeah, I mean she was so I mean what? she was homeschooled. Yeah. Or was was she homeschooled? Or just like, yeah, got like education like from industry like tutors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to ask, because I feel like fearless to both of us don't have a connection to, neither of us like have anything real great to say about it. Um, besides the fact that it was like a phenomenal country album that mm-hmm. broke the molds of the industry. So I asked my friend Isaac to talk about it. He's a Taylor mega fan. Yes. Um, what his thoughts were about Fearless. Uh, and this is what he had to say. Fearless by Taylor Swift, one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic artists of our entire generation, is filled with tracks written in her bedroom, written in middle school, written in high school about specific moments in her life relating to love, friends, anything in between. She is one of the only artists that is completely has that has completely mastered the art of encapsulating specific moments of emotion um, that we all take for granted and never know we have felt until we've heard them in a Taylor Swift song. So Fearless debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't even see country albums charting anymore. No. That's the crazy. I mean, that's and the I crazy don't think thing. I want to. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, it was the top selling album of 2009. Wow. It was her first headlining tour, grossed over $63 million. And then she also had a three part documentary season, series that uh, aired on television. And she also performed uh, with Keith Urban. Okay. Keith Urban. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Australian. Yes, married to Nicole Kidman. Yeah. So this is where uh, the 
storyline of Taylor Swift begins. Yeah. She's... In 2009, and we've talked about this before, if you've listened to our episodes before. We know. She was nominated for Music of the Year for You Belong With... Music Video of the Year for You Belong With Me. And she won. won. Mm -hmm. So that speech was interrupted by Kanye West... Uh, and we've dove into his side and the reasons and why we think, you know, that happened. Um, but I kind of want to camp and talk about the Taylor Swift side of things. Okay. So Taylor Swift, this, this moment happened to her and, um, I believe this was a real moment for her to have the whole world side with her pop music, rap music, every, oh, everyone, President Obama, President Obama <laughs> could side with Taylor Swift um, because in that moment she was in the right. Yeah. And so she had one interview about it. I and mean, then if you make like, how old is she? 17? Yeah. Eight, no, she's 20. She's Maybe. 20. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So making a, I mean, she probably cried about it later or like was one, sad about uh, yeah. it. So I'm like, uh, how old is Connie? Maybe like 40, 35, yeah. 40, like making a 20 year old cry. I mean, like, that's she, wrong. Like, that looks really bad. Yeah. So Taylor, uh, she like says she's never going to talk about this again. And like, obviously this is a massive cultural moment at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that puts Taylor Swift on everybody's radar. Beyonce wins an award later that night. She invites Taylor back up on stage to complete her speech. And that really, I think brings Taylor to a whole nother level that she would never have been on if it was not for that moment. So alongside her winning music video of the year uh, at the MTV Music Video Awards, she also won a Grammy for album of the year for Fearless, best country album, White Horse was named best country song, and she won best female country vocal performance and with Fearless, she became the youngest artist to win Album of the Year ever. And then did Billy take that? Billy Eilish? Yes, Billy Eilish then took it. So Fearless was a big, big, big moment for her. Sheesh. So a lot of that, she had a lot of criticism coming though, naturally, with all the success um, and this very like innocent persona that she had going. She got a lot of flack from it she Mm -hmm. had some co-writers on this album um and a lot of people were questioning taylor swift's actual abilities to do this yeah to to do something um good again yes (gasps) which sounds like someone else we know but we'll who who oh (laughs) sounds like yeah um but she gets a lot of questions so she goes back to the studio she writes an entire album by herself and she comes out with the classic Speak Now. You love Speak Now. Speak Now. It's up there for me. I I was going to say, it's one of my top Taylor albums, but that's not true. Because all of her albums are so good. They're, all of them are so good. So Speak Now uh, is a 67-minute album that she wrote and co-produced every single song. She's the only writer on every single song. Nah, 
She released it on October 25th, 2010. Debuted number one on the Billboard 200 with first sales being over 1 million copies. It became the fastest selling digital album by any female artist. And she entered, it entered Swift into the 2010 Genius World of Records. Um, she had singles, Mind, Back to December, Means, Story of Us, Spark Flies, hmm. and Ours. Um, all she of them. She did it all. She like, did it she all. She was blasting off. I mean, she, yes. I remember hearing like, Mine on the radio would be like oh. mean. Yes. Um, she performed at the fifty fourth annual Grammy Award. She performed mean. Um, she just took it everywhere. She won so many awards for Speak Now Songwriters Association. She won her first Woman of the Year by Billboard. Um, Rolling Stone wrote a nice like thing for her Mm -hmm. she also had the speak now world tour um which grossed over 123 million dollars wow um it was almost double her last tour yes and she released a live album this era was (laughs) packed unstoppable yes crazy um she was going crazy so this album is insane yeah, it's packed out with tons of singles and definitely caught my attention. What is your favorite track on this album? Probably mine. Okay. You are the best thing that's never been mine. mine. Also, Back to December. I don't think I know that one. I know you made me we a gotta insert a. We all gotta insert a clip of it. Yeah, everyone knows. I so, do know the song. So good, so good. Also, may I say one of the best Taylor Swift songs to date. Back to December. Oh, oh. Enchanted. I don't think I know that one. Yes. <laughs> Play it. This night is sparkling. Don't you let it go. This song's so good. I love it. I think, I'm going to be honest, most of her music kind of sounds the same. Yeah. Same like chord progressions. You're giving me... But that's country music. Uh, it shouldn't be that way. No, it shouldn't. But this is her graduation. This is her Kanye West graduate, like, so breakout. This. Like, oh, okay. She's like a rock star now. Yeah, because of her writing and co-producing every single track. She really mounted herself as someone who was a threat. Mm. Like someone is a force to be reckoned with, yeah. not just on country, but like charts in general. Mm-hmm. 
She came through swinging. Yeah. I know you would think, like, listening to it sounds very country, but everyone ate it up. <laughs> I ate it up. I didn't, but so I remember <laughs> I didn't I didn't listen to this when it was like trending, mm-hmm. but I I really I really got into Taylor end of red into 1989. Okay. And uh I was so into 1989 once that summer I was like, you know what? I need to go back and listen and appreciate where Taylor's come from. Mm-hmm. So I went and I didn't spend much time on Fearless or Taylor, but I spent a lot of time on Speak Now and I love it. The title track Speak Now is quirky, it's fun, it's it sounds like a breath of fresh air. Um, it's sassy and we get a lot of like acting. So she's showing us that she's an actress but even though she can't really act in <laughs> no, her music videos. Not at all. Or in she's in New Year's Day or New Year's Eve yes. or Valentine's Day. That, those movies that, where they take a butt-ton of celebrities and put yes. them all in a movie. She's in that, and she's not very good. But, no, she's showing us that she's a good actress. So, yeah. let's talk about, speaking of movies, she was in Valentine's Day. She was in... New Girl. New Girl. She was in um, The Giver movie. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she also was in csi she also was <laughs> on snl is. like she i mean she yes. did it so this album was insane yeah she kind of just became one of the american icons yeah young, she young american she icon. mounted mm-hmm. herself as an yeah. american icon yeah so we go from this to her i might say her magnus opum okay but wait 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 I kind of love Red. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I think because she's doing a shift. To it's her Metamorphosis album. Yeah. It really so Red released in August 2012, or no, she released her debut single August 2012. We are never ever getting back together. It became her first number one single in the U.S., reached the top slots in iTunes digital song sales, um, and it was the fastest selling single in digital history. And um, other singles of the album included Begin Again, I Knew You Were Trouble, 22, Everything Has Changed, Last Time, and Red. Um, I Knew You Were Trouble peaked within five minutes in, on the charts. Wow. Um, Breaking records. I mean, she smashed. So the record was released August 22nd, 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, So this album, she worked alongside new producers. She took her country roots and she paired it with Max Martin, which Max Martin did a lot of stuff. Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Pink, Pink, and he... um, Makes hits. I mean, Max Martin makes hits. Hit maker. Hit maker. And he combined everything he did with Taylor's magical like songwriting and yeah. country star like stardust. 
and they made some phenomenal music. They ended up making a uh, EDM-inspired track, I Knew You Were Trouble. Um, they played with, they played with pop, um, we're never ever getting back together. But can we talk about the title track? I mean, not Red. the title track, no, 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 sorry, sorry, not the title track. I mean the first track on the album. Oh. State of Grace. Yeah. Oh. Guys, when I tell you that I blast that, that is gas. That song is so good. And I never it's so good. You I think it's some of her best songwriting to date. It's be good. I can't wait for the re-recording of this. Wait, what? She's re-recording? I thought she was just re-recording Speak Now. No. Well, and you mean Fearless? Yes. But. She's re-recording all of her new her all of her albums up to Reputation. Oh my gosh. Girly. We'll get to we'll get to okay, the why. Okay, okay. I'll I'll explain why in a minute. But oh, so good. So or next time. Yeah, <laughs> on another episode. That's what I meant. So this album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, and the first week's sales was 1.21 million copies sold. Can you imagine? This made Swift the first female to have two million selling albums openings two albums opening over a million copies yeah uh and another record set in the genius world record book it was swift's first number one in the uk and the red tour ran from march 23 to june 2014 grossed over 150 million so she's keeps rising and she became it became the highest grossing country tour when it was completed wow and here's what's interesting, uh, and this is when I started taking note of Taylor this Swift. This is her My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Because... This is making me track because it's working. So, this album... Uh, so, when country artists tour, they do a US and Canada tour. Maybe hit Europe once or twice. Taylor Swift did a world tour. Wow. Country artists don't do world tours. She went everywhere. I mean, that is insane. By 2014, Red had sold over 8 million copies. Um, Four nominations for the Grammys. She won Best Female Music Video in 2013. Best or American Music Award for Best Female Country Artists and Artist of the Year. Oh my gosh. She... Oh. And this time she had her relationship with Harry Styles. Hey everybody, it's Ari. Harry Styles. Hey, it's me, Ari. I'm part of a band called One Direction. Oh. Hey, it's me, Nile. <laughs> the whole so, group. Hey, it's me, Zane. Hey, it's me, Zane. I hate One Direction. <laughs> and there's Louis. 
Hey, I'm Louie. Have you seen the One Direction like cartoon that was made? Yes. Yes. It's like claymation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no, the cartoon. Oh. The cartoon. No. It's um. It's like. Uh, oh, I'm heavy. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, in 2013, Taylor Swift also started working with the uh, renowned Jack Anson. Jack, who is a part of a band called, well, one man band, Bleachers. Uh, they did the soundtrack together, which received Best Original Song at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on Tim McGraw's album. Um, she was on Rolling Stone. She was nominated uh, for some massive awards. And she also was in The Lorax and New Girl. And this is where she was in The Giver. Ah, uh, I don't remember. I, I think I saw that movie. The Giver? She was a girl who played the piano. I can't remember oh, the role. Okay, okay. But it she, wasn't like a huge... Ro- it was one of those like... It was like uh, she wasn't place. in it. She wasn't in the role. Like she wasn't a big acting role, but she was like a big plot point. Like, okay. I just I don't remember. So Dang. And this album mounted her as I think Speak Now was like the launch and then Red was like, Yep, I'm here to stay. Cause she could have made Speak Now had tons and billions of fans and then just dropped off the face of the earth with like a terrible album. But to come she back didn't. after Speak Now with Red and the imagery of Red, like, bold in your mind. And this is where she like, really set in with, like, I'm I'm doing full music video. Like, yeah. she she always has been known for music videos. Um, but I feel like this is where her music videos took another, mm-hmm. another mark. Yeah. Her iconic red lip came into play. Um, and she, she took control of, of this... I think frame. of her as like the Tumblr, the side of Tumblr was like fedora, like those hats. Because 22. Red lip, like the bangs. Yeah. <laughs> and like bow ties, girls that would wear bow ties and like flare skirts that were short and like heels. Yes. And she absolutely just crushed that era. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, so while we're still on original country, I asked our friend Rebecca Applegate to uh, talk about why she loves Country Taylor. Here's what she has to say. Releasing her first two albums as country albums allowed Taylor to set a foundation for her career to skyrocket. She was able to curate a young fan base in a genre that hadn't experienced much variety before. So fans really latched on to this new young female artist that brought a fresh variety to the genre. And it's because of this loyal fan base that Taylor was able to make a name for herself as a country pop crossover and eventually sustain her career in pop music. It's also because of country music that Taylor was able to sharpen her storytelling skills, which we see all throughout her music, but we also see very prominently in her latest two albums. I love what Rebecca had yes. to say. Wow. We were sitting and listening to it I and wish- we were like... I wish you were sitting in my spot because I'm not giving much. So what I think is so great about what uh, Rebecca was saying is that Taylor Swift was the girl that the country music category did not have. They needed her because they had 
Yeah, Shania Twain and Carrie Underwood. Who Carrie Underwood won American Idol, so she was going to be popular regardless. But Taylor Swift was able able to like get her roots and like root out so far, so that she created such like Rebecca said, a loyal fan base that would love her regardless of whether she jumped from pop or country. This is so interesting to me because I'm like, how did? And this this comes to a conversation of the mastermind of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, how did Taylor Swift create such a deep and loyal fan base? And you don't see that for Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood's music also phenomenal. I think Carrie Underwood's like, yeah. when I think of country music, I'm like, if I'm going to listen to country, which I never do really, but I'm going to listen to Carrie Underwood because mm-hmm. she's had hit after hit after hit after hit. And I'm like, what makes... Taylor so different than Carrie Underwood. Yeah, maybe it's the. Is are they the same age? No. Uh, maybe it's Taylor's younger. Maybe it's Taylor's subject matter. Carrie was talking about keying his car, being angry at uh. ex boyfriend, and like that's a lot more mature, older audience. I don't see any twelve year olds going and keying their ex boyfriend's car, but it's easy to talk about going to a football game and being sitting in the bleachers and not being loved. Yeah. That's simple and easy and innocent. But Carrie has like an... And so did Shania Twain. Like, Very man, adult. Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> like that was what set her apart and like also super mature. So. Yeah. That is, that's true. Taylor really did a good job of painting herself as a young girl. Yeah. Like a, a girl, not a really a woman. And we see her transform into a woman in her later albums. Um, but really... This is where we just see the beginnings of someone who has a devoted fan base, who knows her, and is willing to go wherever she Mm -hmm. goes. What I love about Red so much is that it breaks the mold of what country music has ever done um, with EDM, with pop. It's so interesting to me. I don't think she does like the EDM very well, but I mean, her fans... Loved it, and it did really well. I love that song. I Knew You Were Trouble. Yeah. But I also, like, I wouldn't have... Back then, I I didn't consider it EDM. Because it's really not. Like, it's not EDM. really, yeah. It's a pop, like... I don't know. Like, what would you consider reputation to be? Like, it's not EDM. It's just like... Now that's pop. Yes. Poppy. But back then, in 2012, that wasn't pop. No. Pop was still very like but yeah, I don't know. She Red was Red set her up for whatever she wanted to do next. Yes. It set her up so like, well. Even if it was really bad, which it wasn't. <laughs> right. Um, but if it was really bad, I feel like she still would have been fine. Yeah. Because Red is kind set of her what up. She did with Lover. <gasps> Wait. Later, but that's later. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like she had so many good albums, like Lover. People still kind of liked it, like yeah. Even though it wasn't her best at all. I okay. So let's talk about real quick the Taylor Swift re-recordings. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how much you know about this. I know she's re-recording. Spe- no, Fearless. 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 And you said another one. She's gonna do all of them. What? So. Scooter Braun was her old, he owned all of the music. Scooter Braun, um, he's the hit maker for 
uh, Justin Bieber, our fave Ari, and a couple of Demi Lovato. Um, and when you have a producer like that, they own the rights to your music. And so Taylor Swift, um, someone is weed whacking, chopped, chopped up right now. So anyway, I don't remember exactly what happened. I'll I'll do yeah, some did research. The scooter not giving them back the like samples or not samples the the rights to the songs back. So something did. happened that made Taylor want to like get them under her own label. She had a big thing with Apple Music where Apple Music was giving three months for free. And she said, well, for three months, I'm not getting paid for people streaming my music. Mm, it's so true. It is. She's like, I'm not getting paid. What is going Again. on outside? Oh. But for three months, she wasn't getting paid. Yeah. No artist was getting paid for three months. And um, she was like, I know everyone is streaming. I stream, but I need to get paid. Mm-hmm. So Which, she, do you think that's greedy? But you're already making hundreds millions, of millions, millions on millions. tour. You're making off merch. You're making off TV appearances. Birthday part. I don't know. Well, like, yeah. Think- I think, I think too, Taylor, um, a big point of hers during that whole feud was to fight for the small artist who, like, wasn't making millions of dollars. Okay. Um, so I, I believe it was, like, fighting for, like, the small starting out yeah. person who, like, needed a income or maybe a supplemental income mm-hmm. um so that eventually they could focus more on art but for taylor swift to focus on her not getting paid i don't know yeah no I, it was genuinely a question i was asking yeah and i, yeah, I don't know the answer what were we saying? so taylor swift uh had a had an issue with that i'm not sure what happened she broke away with scooter braun so her first album by herself was reputation that was her first, like, her album that she owned the rights to her music. So Scooter Braun will not sell Taylor Swift her masters. masters. And, and that means uh, he forever owns the, that song. He owns Love Story. He owns Red. He owns... Uh, everything has changed. We didn't talk about that song. Everything has changed. That stayed on repeat. In, in my headphones for a year. So good. Yeah. So he owns all of it, and she was like, that's not fair. Um, so two years ago. Which it isn't. No, which it is really not isn't. fair. It kind of feels like Free Britney. Just like these people that can own these musicians when they have put in all the work. Well, and to me, too, it's like Scooter Braun knows that Taylor Swift is probably the biggest moneymaker out there. Yeah. She, She's making more music than Justin and Ari probably combined, truthfully. And if Scooter was to lose out on Taylor's masters, he would lose a lot of money. Yeah. So he released the, or he kept all the albums. They wouldn't talk to each other. And so when Taylor Swift's contract ended, she was like, I am going to re-record every album. Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speak Now, Red, and 1989 as Taylor's versions. Mm. And I am going to Take back own them. Back. Yeah. I'm going to own my music. Which, okay, this is insane. So Taylor Swift, if, so the fans think that Taylor Swift is going to release all of them this year. Or the mm. first four this year. Oh, wow. So they think she's going to do Fearless. And then she's going to do 1989. 
That means she can be re-entered for next year's Grammys with albums she's already won album of the uh, year for. No. I mean, nah, I guess that's good, but also the Billboard charts are set up so weirdly. Yeah. That, that someone can do that. So, I think it's like plagiarism a little. Like, you know, like yeah. one of the rules of plagiarism is you can't plagiarize off yourself. That's like what these I know. should be. But no wow. So she's so she's adding five, six songs from the vault is what she calls it to each song. And um, she's re-releasing she's them. She's going crazy in a good way. Like, she's re- I mean, so we're, we're going to be getting Fearless wow. uh, next week or two weeks from now. And uh, then she's going to be releasing 1989. Mm, but we're getting new songs with it, too. New, uh, so much music. I mean, she's not sleeping. No. no I think has. not touring is best thing for her it's true 2020 like the pandemic was she probably sparked so much i mean we all learned so much about ourselves so i'm sure she did too so that's all we pretty much have to talk about for taylor swift's beginnings i think this set us up really well for next week's conversation yeah and thanks to our friends who gave their input isaac and rebecca and we have more friends next week next week we're going to be talking about 1989 reputation and lover the pop trifecta the golden years the golden years we're going to be talking about the marketing machine that is taylor swift and talk about how she has continued to top herself Every over and over and over and over, and how she per- perfected pop in one album. And we'll see. Maybe if I become twisty. Maybe. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Everything has changed.